an athlete isn't a person. Do you know what I mean? There's such a difference between the two. And to me, it's about the feeling and the knowing that I can feel things. For me, after like saying maybe a competition hasn't gone so well, the first thought would be negative. Then once I like sit back, like I'm very good now at looking back at and finding all the positive out of it and just mm-hmm. bring it on to the next one. Welcome to the Human or Athlete podcast, where this week we're joined by Morgan Lake and Joe Fuggle for a short yet super interesting conversation. Morgan is a Team GB heptathlete and high jumper. Super decorated as a youngster winning multiple golds at the World Champs for heptathlon and high jump, as well as at the senior level winning silver at the Commonwealth Games and the Athletics World Cup, and also making it to the Tokyo 2020-21 Olympic Games finals in the high jump as well. Joe is a former 400-meter hurdler for Team GB and is now also the founder of The Athlete Place, a really unique platform supporting athletics athletes and also their parents. The parents being the one to physically take everyone everywhere, (laughs) support their athletes financially as well as also emotionally, but who's supporting them? It's a topic we'll cover a little bit, a couple episodes down the line and go a little bit deeper onto The Athlete Place as its importance and why it's there but make sure to go check it out, The Athlete Place. But back to this conversation, it's a really cool conversation. If you break down Morgan's beliefs and what success is, and for her, how important authenticity is, how working with her body and mind is going to get her to where she wants, not fighting against it all the time. We really stress the importance of journaling, visualization, but always coming back to if we're going to balance both performance and well-being if we're going to balance who we are with what we have to do as an athlete and our commitments and our expectations of high levels of performance then we've got to go back to trusting ourselves and to trust ourselves performance that means putting in the hard work and to trust ourselves as humans because we know what's best for us both mentally and physically a lot of the time but before you start the episode we have created human or athlete retreats a direct space and approach amongst many different methods to balance both performance and well-being, to grow as both an athlete and as a human, to disconnect from the stress, pressure and expectations that entails of being an athlete and reconnect with who you are, why you do what you do, what are your purposes again, and how you can sustainably create a method that balances both your mental and physical well-being whilst also performing at the highest level. If you're an individual athlete, group, club, national team, governing body that wants to host your own bespoke retreats, also make sure to get in touch and check us out for all the details on both bespoke ones and our normal retreats on humanorathlete.com. I'm now also doing breath work for athletes as well. The benefits and the opportunities to improve both performance and well-being again are endless and so, so important. I'll be offering free sessions for the remainder of June. So feel free to get in touch again on the website or on our social media at Human or Athlete. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Human or Athlete podcast with Morgan and Joe. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for having You're us. welcome. Um, we'll start this episode, kind of a new thing we're starting, um, to get all three of us to slow down mm-hmm. and also highly recommend the watchers, listeners join in as well with a two, three minute, slow the breathing down, get a small meditation type thing. Um, and yeah, and then we'll ground ourselves into this moment. Mm-hmm. So if we're okay, closing our eyes. Um, the 
key is going to be to breathe lightly, slowly, and deeply. Okay. Um, so we're going to do box breath. So it's going to be five seconds on the inhale, five second hold at the top, five second exhale, and then five second hold okay. with the exhale, and then same again. And we'll do a couple of rounds of this, and then cool. chill with that. Nice. Cool. All right, let's do it. So if we close our eyes, relax. We can feel the ground with our feet. Take an inhale, two, three, four, five, hold, two, three, four, five, exhale lightly, three, four, five, and hold, three, four, five, inhale, three, four, five, hold, Three, four, five, exhale. Three, four, five, hold. Three, four, five, inhale. Three, four, five, hold. Three, four, five. Exhale, three, four, five, hold. Watch the breath, breathe lightly, slowly and deeply. Gonna fall asleep, I reckon. <laughs> so. How was that? All good? Feels good. Cool. Let's break down a belief, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, firstly, we'll start with what is success to you, but as an athlete? To me personally, or to. to yeah, to you personally. Um, for me, I think it's just achieving like the goals that I set. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than external success if so people could be like oh that was great you won that competition but in my head I'm like but this was my goal mm-hmm. for that competition so that's what kind of goals are they are they heights or yeah usually usually heights yeah. and so then if we break that down then mm-hmm. what's the most important thing required for you to be successful as an athlete um, I think it's changed a lot over the years mm-hmm. I think at the moment um it's literally just making sure I do everything. I was actually speaking to some of my training partners about this today. It's mm-hmm. like being authentically myself and doing the things that make me happy, the things that I feel good in training, that will bring the big heights. Whereas, mm-hmm. so I have a training program. And I'm a bit of a weird situation, like my coach isn't around at the moment, so okay. we're kind of doing a lot of work on our own. So I have a training program, and one day I'll get to the track and I'll be like, I don't, not I'm like, oh, I can't bother to do this. It's more like my body doesn't need this today. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, right, I'm actually going to do this. This is right for me. And even though that's the program, it's kind of like tuning into myself and knowing myself enough mm-hmm. to know what I should do kind of thing. And I think 
just making sure I'm obviously doing the hard work and doing everything right in terms of to get my body right but mm-hmm. then yeah doing the sessions that I know will help me I think that's a really difficult balance and thing conflict that we mm-hmm. struggle with because the idea of our culture is that we have to do 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 yeah do perform more, yeah. do more it's like you look at like I said before the Kobe Bryant's and stuff it's like why are you not working 20 hours a day at your craft yeah and that conflicts directly with resting or listening to your body and we lose mm-hmm. that connection with our body yeah and so I think that's something such a cool insight is like if I guess we're working with our bodies instead of fighting it to mm-hmm. get the best out of it do yeah. we think we can get more working with the body yeah to achieve obviously what we want to achieve to, to achieve our goals yeah. 100% I think also with like the Kobe and MJ stuff as well mm-hmm. it's like they that was their train of thought that that was going to bring them success mm-hmm. so they were like 100% committed to thinking that was going to bring them success mm-hmm. whereas if you're not like that makes kind of sense like mm-hmm. that was, was what they thought was going to help which so it did help so if you're doing something that you think should help because it helps someone else that's not actually like down to you mm-hmm. that's what you're doing something because someone else did it and it brought them success whereas if you actually like sit back and think what's best for me and what do I like mm-hmm. 100% believe in I feel like whatever route that you like truly think is right mm-hmm. for you will work I like that that like if you even if it let's say okay if we take some in so let's say you say believe in meditating yeah. I believe meditating is going to help me get better as an athlete yeah there's almost like a placebo effect it all straight off that's going to make it work yeah and then there's obviously the thing that you're opposing in the idea that the culture is so full of oh, this is going to work for you, this is going to work for you, yeah. because this made a couple of people successful, mm-hmm. and everyone idolises that at the moment. It's just, yeah. like, the, the easy thing to try and do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when we lose ourselves. Yeah. Because we're not doing what you're saying and tuning back into us. Mm-hmm. And stuff, like, literally, without imitating, going over it over and again, yeah. it's the yoga, the meditation stuff mm-hmm. that bring you back into you. Yeah. Do you ever struggle with, like, this idea that we always have to be on at the time? And how 100%. do we get rest? 100% like if we were chatting about this before mm-hmm. and I think as athletes you have that you need to be doing a hundred you need to work 101% of the time mm-hmm. and at 101% intensity and it's like it's impossible we know it's impossible mm-hmm. like for myself I worked myself too hard and I burnt out physically and mentally mm-hmm. which led to me taking time out of the sport and trying to find that kind of balance again and I was thinking like when Morgan was answering the question you just asked it's like for me it's about balance. It's about having the balance between achieving success by goals, but also achieving success to you from a more of a mental perspective. Mm-hmm. And that can be balance, being happy, um, having time to chill and feeling like you're kind of present. And I think as athletes, it's almost impossible to feel present because you're always thinking, where's the next 1% coming, where's my next competition, oh, I have to perform here, there, mm-hmm. I have to do everything to the best of my ability. And therefore, switching off is the last thing on your mind mm-hmm. because you have to perform to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. You have to impress people, sponsors, fans, you have to build mm-hmm. your personal brand. All of these things that are going around your mind, how can you have time to think about switching off? Mm-hmm. And that's where, especially now in 2022 with so much going on and so much that's gone on switching off is even more important than it's ever been mm-hmm. and 
to do that, you have to find what's right for you. Mm-hmm. And if yoga is right for you, then fine. Mm-hmm. If reading books is right for you, then fine. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of about finding that individual thing for you that works mm-hmm. and just keep doing it because it's going to improve your performance inside and out of the sport. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we forget as athletes in the there's almost like everything's coming from who we are and how we see the world and our energy and everything and we think everything's just coming off what we put into it and what we get out of it but there's a lot more factors in that than just turning up every day and, and doing the work there's there's how's your energy that morning where's your mind at what's going on outside of the track and it's like stuff like that that we forget and it's almost I think I guess a belief that I would then say is like is that well-being so your energy levels your perspective on things your attitudes mm-hmm. your beliefs are they the center of your performance in a way as a but like as a perspective on performance and well-being is that like the center do you think i don't yeah that's what I, like what do you think it's would you agree question, tough question. it's a tough question like is that like the source of your energy to go and go out and perform and do things i guess so but i think there's also the thing it's like whatever's going on like at home mm-hmm. so my coach always just says like whatever's going on at home good bad leave it at the door when you get into the mm. track so it's kind of like that as well it's like yeah obviously if you're happier if you've got a good energy that can help but i also think mm-hmm. if you're in potentially like a bad place it's switching off between like i guess like my psychologist always like like the morgan you and the athlete you mm. and it's like switching between the two and it's like you can kind of forget everything that's going on mm-hmm. in your personal life and you can be a different person mm-hmm. as an athlete. But then also I'm like, when things are going well and I'm really happy, then I want to bring that into like they my athlete person as mm-hmm. well. So. But that's what, that's brought up a really interesting thing mm-hmm. because that creates two characters that yeah. you have to kind of play yeah. and inhibit all the time. Yeah. And do you, do it, I think it's a difficult thing to balance mm. and I think just saying oh I can switch in out the two sounds remarkably easy yeah. but we all know as athletes when we're so committed and so mm. prioritizing on being the best mm. that that crosses over into all our lives and those traits that again of obsessiveness mm. of um, you know self-reliance and again kind of what your coach is saying in the avoidance side yeah we're so good at that mm. and so then we're and we're praised for being so good at being able to switch off yeah. and get into performance mode, right? That's yeah. a key sign of avoidance. Yeah. But then we go home, the problems are still there, and we and we yeah. carry on bringing that avoidance exactly, yeah. into our home life yeah, and not just... deal with how we feel, not deal with what's going on, not deal with yeah. whatever may be. Yeah. And that's what's really, I think, again, is difficult and not quite understood mm. in that what's the right way to do it. Hundred percent. And mm. I think, like like you just said, your coach says to leave your personal problems at the door when you get to training mm-hmm. so why shouldn't it be any different to leave your athlete problems when you get home home yeah, exactly. because at the end of the day if, if these problems are going to affect your training and your athlete persona mm-hmm. then the athlete problems are going to affect your your you problems mm-hmm. and then when they affect your you problems they're going to spiral mm-hmm. and then then your next time you go to the track they've time they've 10 x Exactly. You get to the track and your head's going like this yeah. because of all the problems that you brought back with you. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to cause new problems. I don't know, problems with loved ones, problems with work, problems with anything mm-hmm. because of this has not been dealt with properly mm-hmm. here. And that just goes back to the balance that we spoke about. Mm-hmm. And it's almost an impossible task. But that shows the importance of trial and error 
to find the things that work for you mm-hmm. and to minimise those kind of risks as mm-hmm. much as possible. Is there anything you both immediately kind of already know you tap into to try and help with that? Or is it a balance you struggle with yourself? Yeah, I guess it is kind of, I do a lot of, I've started doing a lot of like journaling now. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's really helped me. Mm-hmm. Like just getting things down. Like if, say I'm having like, I don't know, problems with like training or whatever. I'll kind of write down like, well, how, how do I describe it? Like before sessions, I mm-hmm. like write down my intentions for the se- session. Mm-hmm. Just so I kind of have like a clear focus of what I'm doing and not to bring in anything that was like happening last session or whatever. Yeah. I think just kind of, yeah, and then writing down problems, just like, yeah, writing is like a big thing for me at the moment. Mm, it's yeah, kind of it's, just, it's getting your thoughts out of your head yeah. mm-hmm. and onto something. So then you can potentially maintain those thoughts if they're positive or discard them if mm-hmm. they're negative. I think mm-hmm. that's quite a powerful thing to do. Yeah. I think it's a connection to yourself. Mm. And I think that's what's great about it mm-hmm. is that when you have to sit back and take a minute to write something out, you might the first five lines might be still the athlete shit that's going on and, you, mm. and whatever and then you write a little bit more and you spend a little bit longer with yourself mm. and suddenly start maybe more truths come out or everything like that but it's, it's warming up exactly but it's just re I guess re-energizing that connection between you and yeah. what you're doing mm. and that's I guess that connection like we said is the one that's being disturbed all the time and forgotten mm-hmm. about and it's that thing of the athlete persona that's that's a big maybe not issue but it's something that we become super attached to Mm -hmm. have you ever struggled with that yeah definitely i like i see myself as like the athlete person pretty much all the Mm -hmm. time especially in season so from like april till september like that is literally just me as an athlete i'm not counting indoors as well yeah (laughs) exactly it's like you just always thinking so say my friends are just like oh do you want to do something like next week I'm like well I've got competition in two weeks so mm-hmm. I have to like do this and this like and it's very hard to kind of switch on and off from it like mm-hmm. even if I do then go out and see my friends like I'll enjoy the moment but then back of my head I'm like I need to get back early so I train tomorrow mm-hmm. and then I've got competition next like I'm always in that athlete mode and I do find it quite hard to kind of like go between the two and even so I got injured in Tokyo um which was like August mm-hmm. um, so I didn't do the rest of the season but I went on holiday in September and stuff and even like being on holiday I found it really hard to relax I felt like I hadn't like mm-hmm. earned the holiday because I was like well I didn't perform well enough this season to be enjoying myself like I need to go back into training it's like not even any time was I allowed to just mm-hmm. like go and relax That's, it's a long time yeah. to be at that levels yeah. of stress mm-hmm. and pressure yeah. have you always felt like that? yeah I think because I've like been like an athlete from such a young age mm-hmm. like I think I've just always I think I've got better now not that it's like mm-hmm. great but I think <laughs> when I was younger it was like it was even more intense because like yeah. my dad was my coach as well so mm-hmm. even when we got home everything was always about sport mm-hmm. like there was never really a switch off um so yeah what I guess what what has driven you especially at a young age and mm-hmm. I guess you've more thought thought about it more now yeah but what drove you to push yourself under that to that level of pressure and expectation of yourself um I don't know I didn't I wouldn't even say it was like a pressure 
but yeah it was definitely an expectation it was more just like I think I was just so strong that this is what I want to do so I didn't care about anything else it was Mm -hmm. like everything else was kind of like a distraction Mm -hmm. Um, whereas now I'm like right okay I've been doing this for so long now like I know what to do I know how to do it Mm -hmm. I know I can like enjoy like both aspects Mm -hmm. Um, but as a kid I was like this is what I want to do so nothing else really mattered to me Mm -hmm. but it's if you're still struggling with that last year mm-hmm. and then you look at obviously the expectation you put on yourself to achieve yeah and then you can't even enjoy a holiday yeah it's a it just like it feels like the athlete you is just like stamping on yeah any part of you that wants to authentically yeah enjoy yourself and yeah. go like you said go back to authentically being myself and enjoying yeah. what I do yeah it's a really I find it for me as well it's really suffocating mm-hmm. I like it's quite a strong word but I think it just ekes into everything you do. Yeah. And then you end up even some ways, like Joe, you kind of said, you lose a little bit of the love for what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. When that wasn't... Yeah. When that had nothing to do with what actually has yeah. changed. It's just this idea of who you are and what you have to do within the sport. Definitely. Yeah. I think as well, it kind of comes down to, I'm sure we've all heard before, it's like, if you have a passion and if you do that passion... And then when you start getting paid for that passion, mm-hmm. the chance of you burning out doing that same thing or losing the enjoyment for that thing goes down mm-hmm. over time a lot mm-hmm. more a lot more mm-hmm. than it would if you carried on doing it as like a side thing or something mm-hmm. you weren't getting paid because you're doing it because you love it. Yeah. But that's the difficulty of being an athlete and with mm-hmm. the identity part of it is that if you're so switched on and you're so driven with being an athlete and achieving mm-hmm. these external goals, that you're essentially validating yourself on mm-hmm. with these external goals, these new heights or these medals, then how can you validate yourself without that? Mm-hmm. How can you find ways to be like, I'm happy with how I'm doing and how I am as a person mm-hmm. without achieving these goals or with, without these things mm-hmm. and trying to enjoy the process as much as you can mm-hmm. without even thinking about the external kind of validations that come with it? Well, this is what's difficult when things are don't go your way Mm. or you have like an injury and it's kind of yes you could say oh yeah I could have done this better to prepare Mm -hmm. but it's also out of your control a lot of the time and so it's then like how do you then deal with that because Mm. that one's if you've put your life and everything into this it's but it's not it's also out of your control and I think I think Johnny Wilkinson once I think said it obviously the rugby guy and it was like we lose the freedom we have that we had as a child Mm. or as a as a younger player of the sport that we had that was the freedom for what we did and when we have the money when we have the idea like the identity of this is what my expectations are Mm -hmm. this is the outcome this is the numbers we lose that freedom Mm. and then all these blocks come in between this and the freedom and it's the blocks of all this is what I have to achieve this is what I have to achieve Mm -hmm. and that's what's so difficult and you say like you lose that freedom but I think it's more a fact that it's always there it just gets blocked by other things. Mm-hmm. So those other things that come into your mind or whatnot, essentially just get in the way of it. Mm-hmm. And you need to find the ways of just getting it out of the way mm-hmm. so that these things are just there again. Mm-hmm. So you can find that freedom, you can find that flow and enjoyment mm-hmm. of doing things, just like the kid we once were when we first started yeah. our sports mm-hmm. and why we fell in love with it in the first place. Yeah. If that's your idea of success, mm-hmm. of being authentically yourself, is this something that's like how how do you get those blocks out what's your approach to this if that's your goal 
of success? Um, I think for me, it's literally just... So I think back at the competitions that have gone probably best for me, and they're the ones that I've literally like enjoyed the most and just mm -hmm. felt like really free. But that comes from like being very confident in what I've done before. Like mm -hmm. I know I've put the work in. I know I've like... Even if I haven't, so I get the training program. If I know if I do like eighty percent of the program, it's going to be more beneficial than me doing one hundred percent of the program and okay. being hurt and doing like mm -hmm. and doing things that aren't like a hundred percent. So I think I've, yeah, I think I'm like I've been training for so many years. I don't need to push myself to the extreme every single year. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's also coming from like going from heptathlon to high jump. I've gone from seven events to one event. I'm like mm -hmm. I don't need to put as much of the physical work in mm -hmm. um, and with high jump it's a very mental game as well like mm -hmm. you literally have a bar in front of you so say the bar's like 180 I can gap it goes to 190 in my head I'm like oh my god it's 190 and then I jump way worse into 180 so it's like mm. for me if I'm just like confident and happy um, that's how things go how do you be confident best. and happy though for you um Again, yeah, just literally just like from the proof from training, mm -hmm. um, proof probably not the best word, but like knowing I yeah trust, like knowing I put in all the work and that I can just mm -hmm. trust that I know exactly what to do. Um, mm -hmm. Do a lot of visualization as well, which like mm -hmm. really really helps me. Like when I was injured, I didn't jump for like pretty much a year. Um, went back to jumping again, and I was like I hadn't. It literally felt like I hadn't not jumped because mm -hmm. I just gone over it so many times in my head and I think that brings a lot of um yeah I feel like it's well there's something about like the mind doesn't know the difference between what's mm. real and in your head and what you're actually doing yeah. so by seeing things and visualizing them your mind thinks it's just the same thing it's mm. activating the same things that you would when you're actually doing it which yeah. is really cool yeah. it's uh I guess what came to my mind is that when you're going through this journey and the outcomes are the outcomes and it's going back to that cliche of thing of enjoying what you're doing mm -hmm. and it's like dream as big as you want yeah like even if it is to win the next three olympic golds yeah. and be the greatest high jumper ever mm -hmm. great but if you have like i guess the outcomes along the way or if you don't achieve that that's what you have to deal with yeah because not everything realistically is a fairy tale yeah it's uh it's what when what does success feel like when you do get it though? Um, it's just the best feeling to be honest. The best feeling? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, that's kind of back to what you're saying earlier, like you reach a goal and mm -hmm. then then you straight onto the next goals like mm -hmm. straight away. And it's like, yeah, looking back and thinking actually, just being like proud of what you've achieved. Um, I think that also, for me, after like saying maybe a competition hasn't gone so well, the first thought would be negative. But then once I like sit back, like I'm very good now at looking back at it and finding all the positive out of it and just mm -hmm. bring it on to the next one. Um, that's probably the main difference between myself as an athlete now and a few years ago. Mm -hmm. It's like actually I try and like get all the positives out of every single competition, like mm -hmm. as much as I can. Um, so it's finding like small successes in in pretty much every every competition that's probably more important as critics as we all are mm. to reflect on the things that went well yeah and because I know we're all going to be like oh I may have done 98% perfectly I mm -hmm. may have won but 
oh, my expectation was to do this. So yeah. I think maybe the reflection on what we have done well mm -hmm. or what, what, what we've grown in, what we've progressed with yeah. is really important. Mm. Who are you behind the athlete then? Who, who, who is it? I know obviously we're pretty much starting the season or whatnot. Yeah. So we've got a good time before yeah. <laughs> you go full athlete mode. Who are you behind that? Um, I think, yeah, athlete's not like the first, obviously it's what I do, but it's not who I think of myself like first and foremost, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I think just trying to be like a, like a good person and like a good friend, a good like family. Um, like, I, yeah, I try and like be a good person, like mostly, to be honest. And then, yeah, just kind of like enjoying life. <laughs> what if last couple of questions uh -huh. what is when you have that obviously be a good person stuff like that and you have a platform and as an athlete mm -hmm. what are you trying to give to the world that can yeah to make it I guess a better place as cliche yeah say. um I think like yeah using my platform is like super important mm -hmm. I think like especially with social media that you didn't like as a young athlete I didn't have access to kind of like older athletes I was looking up to so I try and always like talk to younger athletes if they message me and like mm -hmm. give them a bit of advice so I try not to do it too much because like someone would like send me a video of them jumping and be like what can, <laughs> like, what can I correct I'm like I'm not your coach like I don't really want to give you that kind of advice mm -hmm. but um yeah advice like in the sport I think the biggest thing I always tell people is do all the different events rather than okay. just one and also just like have fun and enjoy it like, mm -hmm. I think if you're stressed out as a little kid um that's just really not the right way to be. Amazing. Last question that we would ask both of you. What makes you more than a high jumper? Or than an athlete? What makes you human? I think for me, it's about kind of emotions. Because a person, to me, has emotions and feelings. And they cry and they get angry. And an athlete, like, an athlete isn't a person. Do you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. such a difference between the two. And to me, it's about the feeling and the knowing that I can feel things. Mm -hmm. Whereas being an athlete, you just, it's how quickly you can get from A to B or how high can you jump mm -hmm. or what external validation through accomplishment can you get? Mm -hmm. Whereas as a person, it's about feeling things. Mm -hmm. Gonna kind of steal that one as well. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, and just, yeah, exactly. Athletes are literally just being like, this, I get it to a point because you're like, right, you have this like talent and you want to get the most out of it and train so hard that you, yeah, exactly, get like the most out of your talents and everything and working hard and achieving something. But also being a person that's kind of like, yeah, just like the emotions, like enjoying life and just kind of, yeah, just enjoying everything about life really, rather than just one specific goal and not really think about anything else. Amazing, love it. Thank you guys for coming. Cool. Thank you, Thank that was you. good fun. Okay, sweet. Done, guys. Mm -hmm.